Buenos Nachos Amigos, welcome to a very special episode of the Fanny Pack Wrestling Podcast. I am PD Rave, your man with no plan. Here with me, as always, is none other than David Jeffrey Majors, aka DJM. How you doing, DJM? Hey, PD Rave, beans and disease, everybody. This is the Fanny Pack Wrestling Podcast, and as PD said, this is a very special episode of the fanny pack now no n- when you, when nothing you say, bad when you say very special episode it sounds like we're gonna like gonna say she's on drugs or something when you say it like that it's a very special episode <laughs> like the after school special yes. Sorry to that <laughs> voice you hear is not anyone that might have touched pd or myself in an inappropriate way but it is in fact the one the only the inimitable Senior official of the Chikara Pro and pretty much the senior official of pretty much everything at Smart Mark Video in general. The one, the only, except no substitutes, a Mr. Bryce Remsberg. Bryce, thank you so, so, so freaking much for joining us on Fanny Pack Wrestling. Thank you so much. So, uh, well, where, no, so where much. are you at and Thanks where are you going you right now? Uh, I'm driving between joke. Philadelphia and Brooklyn because tonight there's going to be a uh, Dragon Gate USA iPay-Per-View. Uh, so I don't know uh-huh. if it's going to air in the next three hours, but if it is, you should order it. Yes. Uh, in order, you can order the, the replay of that fine episode. Yeah, there you go. There you uh, go. There you go. Absolutely. Uh, yes. WWNlive.com. And, uh, and uh, right now I'm just I'm pleased as punch to be on the Fanny Pack Wrestling Podcast, i got to tell you. So a, a, yes. a bucket list goal. I'm checking them. I'm checking them off left and right. Like, this, this is a big one for me. I, I really appreciate you guys taking the time to have me. Uh, this one, is one thing about one thing about this podcast and I, is that neither of us are all that aggrandizing. So please, you, you don't have to do that here. I appreciate. We, we I appreciate you slumming you it up time. with us. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you're you're on the way to Dragon Gate USA, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you are, as most people know, uh, the referee du jour in the world of independent wrestling. Uh, I'm just uh, out of curiosity. When did you start noticing that you had become kind of the the referee of choice uh, in recent years? When do you think that started? Yeah. And how do you think oh, that I came don't know. About? I just I. Uh... I think it's a it's my it's my ability to not say no to anyone. I think that's the issue. I think that's how I get I get roped into all these situations. But uh, no, it's that's very kind words. But I I just like to go out and do a good job and hang out with my friends. And uh, if that means I I get to go to some cool new places, I'm down with that. I'm uh, headed out to New Orleans in a few weeks. That's going to be fun. I've never been there for wrestling, so it's really about the it's about the you know I don't know. The, the 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 travel the fun the, the the buddies like I'm I'm very much into that and if that means that I get to referee for a lot of different promotions that's that's pretty cool I'm okay with that um, yeah you but, work uh, at if, great I, if, common... I, if, if, if I get you too much more the... busy I think I'm going to incur the wrath of my wife yes you work as a great common thread between the Chikara verse and the Sapolsky verse and various other verses out there in the independent wrestling uh, world you should you should trademark Sapolsky verse. That's a, that's a good word. That's, uh, that's, he has. Uh, he has. That's, seriously, that's that intending on that one. Chikara verse, the Polsky verse. Um, I don't know. The, the yeah, no, that's, that's good. That's, that's good. I, I think there's, there's one. The Prezak verse. I think there's the Druniverse. The Druniverse yeah, from yeah. uh, Drew Cordero slash Denver, Colorado. It's, the, it's, it's the all Colorado on. Verse. I'm on that one, too. 
I'm up and down. I, now, I, I've, I'm, the, like, this, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like an octopus. My tentacles are everywhere. Yes. Now, th- this brings up the question: with you being able to travel through so many universes, uh, including the pro wrestling universe and the improv universe, are you Bryce Remsburg or are you not a time traveler? Uh, if I were a time traveler, I don't think I would be able to tell you on this podcast. I have to be honest with you. So I'm going to say yeah. that I'm not a time traveler. Wink, air quotes, nudge. I am not a time so, traveler. So Do I, I would what you say, will with that information. So, so one could say that if someone would need access to a DeLorean and Archibald Peck is nowhere to be found, you might know a guy who knows a guy who might know somebody, is what you're saying. I might know a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy who can get you a DeLorean, uh, but you're going to need uh, uh, bring your checkbook, let's say that. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, as we well, mentioned, uh, the, the improv world, you, you do, uh, one of the cool things is that you not only are a referee, but you are a gifted comedian, a gifted uh, guy in sketch comedy, and uh, and you do uh, secret pants. How, how is secret pants going, coming along nowadays? Uh, secret pants has kind of be- gone to the, uh, the the back pocket of hobbydom as we all get older, and uh, all all of our members are married now, and one guy has a kid and has another on the way, and unfortunately, yeah. uh, in the grand scheme of life, uh, the sketch comedy hobby is the one that's kind of waning in uh, the, the the share of time. But uh, still, you know, we get together and have a good time and enjoy each other's company. And we, our output is not what it once was, but uh, we're just we're, we're we're active, just not as active as we used to be, for sure. But uh, it's still yeah. it's still something that I enjoy. We're we're actually coming up on our ten year anniversary, which uh, makes yeah. me feel extra old. So that's fun. Yeah, it's one of my favorite just uh, sketches is definitely the Juggalo Sunday. Uh, seeing yeah. you walk down the stairs oh. and, in full Juggalo Petey. makeup was hilarious. You know, you know Thank not you. to mention That's my favorite anything. Too. That's my favorite too. You know, Petey, you know not to mention anything related to ICP around me. You know that. <laughs> I got it. I got it. One of my great regrets probably is that I got an invitation to go to the gathering of the Juggalos last summer and a uh, referee for Kaiju Big Battle. And I, I just, I was tapped on days off work and it was, it was a 15 hour car ride both ways that I just, you know, I, I turned it down and, uh, my wife was like, what? Like, that's your dream. Like deep down, like you want to go to the Jack gathering of the juggalos, like for the experience, like what's wrong with you? You may never get this opportunity again. And I realized that she might be right. Uh, so, uh, while I yeah. couldn't justify missing three days of work to go to a, uh, weird farm in Southern Illinois. Uh, hopefully that opportunity will come again because I do, I have, um, I have a great admiration for, this is, this is going to sound odd, but Cabana has said this too. Uh, the ICP are, are maybe not my cup of tea, but, uh, they're definitely like very intelligent marketers and they've created a brand for themselves and, uh, um, they're, they're very successful at what they do. Uh, you know, and I, I, you know, I would not want to listen to more than five seconds of one of their albums, but I, I appreciate that, uh, that, you know, DIY spirit of what they, what they do. I, I can only say that being a native of Southeast Michigan, uh, I've had to deal with ICP and the Juggalos for uh, over half my life. So they're kind of a trigger Uh, for me as they say on the the, Tumblr. uh, uh, Jakar held an event at the uh, Taylortown Trade Center in Taylor, Michigan, and uh, a 
uh, fairly large gentleman was standing off to the side, not in a chair, with his daughter on his shoulders. And someone yes. told me that, did you know that yes. is? And I said, who is that? They said, that's Violent J of the Insane Yes, Clown I remember Party. that. Yes. Yep. And he came, he came backstage. His daughter loved the show. Um, I worked, summoned up the courage to ask if he had seen our sketch. And he said, yeah, man, I loved it. And I don't know if he was lying to me or not, but I'm going to take it as a compliment. Because uh, the ICP <laughs> actually put our sketch on their website. Uh, so yes. they didn't, someone, someone in the brain trust of the ICP doesn't hate us and wants to kill us. So we'll take that. We'll take that. Yes. Uh, it's it's a really fantastic sketch. It, it just that uh, I think I love the, the beats that it hits and, and the fact the whole kiss versus ICP, the face paint, and then that it culminates in, in the great, uh, the, 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 the grandpa coming in in blackface. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like, we, we. We started doing it as a live sketch at shows and realized that we could make it so much more dramatic and theatrical if we committed it to video. So, uh, yeah, it was of a long day of a long day of makeup touch ups. We got we got it done. Uh, and uh, and you know you got your the the great hobby of like doing the sketch comedy and I imagine other comedic uh, endeavors. How do you think? Uh, do you, do you approach, uh, like being in the ring and refereeing in the ring from kind of an improv or like comedic, uh, performance, uh, approach? Yeah, or does... definitely. It, it, it would depend on the match. I think I would have been if I was refereeing Randy Orton and Batista at WrestleMania, I probably wouldn't dive off the top rope. But, uh, if I was in there with, you Please know, guys do. that I've trained Please. with and guys that I feel comfortable with and, and guys that like, you know, it fits into the, 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 the vibe and the concept of the match to goof off a little bit. Uh, yeah, I, I feel, you know, here and there throwing in two sets as long as, as long as it's not going to take away from the match. That's the worst thing a referee can do is take away from the match. I'm here, I'm, which I'm here brings, to add which on. Which brings I'm me the, I'm, some, I'm the, I'm to the, something the, that, it brings me to something I wanted to bring up because I remember on a few DVDs back in the day, I think one was a Chikara show and I think one might have been, uh, an IWA Mid-South show, I'm not sure, but this would have been way, way, way back. But uh, I remember one, Eddie Kingston uh, might have on commentary called you Bryce Remsburg the Heat Stealer. Uh, had you uh, heard yeah. of this? I have. I've actually heard that from Eddie Kingston quite often. And it's, uh, you know, uh, that's unfortunate he feels that way. If he could, If he could create his own, you know, I wouldn't have to steal it from him. That's <laughs> fired. That doesn't, that doesn't really make oh. sense, but uh, that's, that's very, he's, he's a charmer that Eddie Kingston, quite a sweetheart. Yes. Uh, he's, Send me a Valentine he, he, and everything he, he, this year, he's great, it's a bouquet of roses, chocolates, gold onions. Uh, <laughs> I see him as an upstanding gentleman, my co-host on, on my other show, Kaz, absolutely loves him. And, uh, he does a lot yeah. of work with, uh, he does a lot of work with, uh, Make-A-Wish Children, and, uh, He's, uh, you ever see those adopt a highway signs about picking up trash? He's like, he's vigilant about that. If it's, if it's a mm. Sunday afternoon, you can bet Eddie King's about picking up trash, uh, with all the other criminals. <laughs> the views and opinions expressed uh. by Bryce Remsburg do not necessarily reflect those of the Rebelli Podcast Network or Delta Juliet Mike Media. I'm just, I'm just stating facts. Telling you how it is. Yeah, uh, not so, saying anything, so, uh, just saying. <laughs> so, uh, and how how do you think, say, uh, pro wrestling and improv kind of compared to each other, uh, if at all? Well, I think more so the vibe of pro wrestling lends itself better to sketch comedy, which is kind of, you know, having an idea what's going to happen before you go out there. And uh, that's definitely a, 
uh, a pad, like a crash pad. I, you have you have a harness, you know. Uh, you, you you kind of go over what you think is going to happen. You go out and do it. It might not go exactly how you want it to go, but by and large, the broad strokes will be painted. And uh, I equate improv a little bit more to, like, you know, MMA or UFC, which is kind of like, well, you know, we are skilled at this. We're going to go out there and see what happens. But some some... Sometimes big fights end in the first round, you know, and sometimes you get a, a crappy suggestion from the audience and the, the whole set of uh, improvisation goes off the rails. But that's, you know, in large part up to the competitors and combatants and improvisers and, and what have you. But I've always, my, my sensibilities have always lent themselves more so to uh, uh, sketch and, and pro wrestling. Uh, I have tried improv and it, it's frightfully difficult. It's very overwhelming, uh, as well as yeah, uh, stand-up comedy Stand-up is almost maybe scarier than improv because improv, at least, you're out there with other people. But when you're out there as a stand-up comedian, it's, it's just you and a microphone, and it's it's far easier to fail than succeed as a as a as a stand-up comedian. So I, especially I now, you know, we're, we're, working, working with the guys. Yeah, yeah, we're, working with the guys. One, I've one been parallel with that I have comedy. seen. Sorry, uh, I was going to say no, I think one not. parallel that all of them have uh, wrestling, uh, improv, and sometimes sketch comedy uh, is that you're in front of a live audience. And when you're in front of a live audience, because I've done this at at panels, at cons, uh, that is about as good of a trial by fire as you're ever going to get. And that is definitely something that happens in improv. You only get one chance to do it in front of a live audience, you know. That's that's another, you know, when when you make a comedy sketch on video, it's great that you know, you can you can do many takes, you can edit it, you can present it how you want, and way more people can see it. But the the adrenaline rush of a live performance, you know, it's like taping a promo and raw on the back. Like the one you see might have been the the forty fifth take. Who knows? Uh, but when you're out there on stage with sketch comedy or a, a, a live pro wrestling match, be there, you know, ten or ten thousand people in the audience, like that's it. That's 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 you, that's one take. It's it's for those for those people in that moment. It's live. Yeah, and it's and it's uh, that immediate response that you get, good or bad, that that really shapes what you do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it kind of grows you. Uh, there's some, and 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 here's the funny thing. Uh, you were there at least it, it, right at the beginning. We're going to get into, uh, of course, what we're going to talk about in, in now Chikara. You were there right at the beginning of Chikara, right? And, and how was that? Yeah. Like in the nascent form of Chikara, how was the feeling of the nascent form of Chikara? Um, it was it was a definite uh, throw stuff against the wall and see what sticks. Um, <laughs> I think when when the only thing that was really in mind when Chikara opened in 2002 is that it was going to aim to be a little off center and be a little off the beaten path of what lived in the indie wrestling world. Uh, in those days, that's, that, that's why Chikara formed essentially was to, to, to create something a little bit different, to create an alternative. And it was definitely, you know, um, for those first two or maybe three years, I would say pretty much everything we threw against the wall just fell on the floor. Uh, as if, if you go by DVD sales <laughs> and crowd attendance, uh, so it, it took to about the fourth or fifth year to really kind of hit the stride and get a path of what worked and what didn't work. Um, you know, uh, colorful characters, uh, comic book people coming to life, you know, uh, something that can be enjoyed by an 8-year-old but also an 80-year-old. And, and as we got into the, the kind of second wave, as we got into, you know, the 6th and 7th and 8th years, I think is where the, the storyline layer got added in once the, uh, the wrestling and the characters had hit their stride. So uh, yeah. when it started, it was, uh, it was a, a blank canvas, so to speak. Yeah. 
Uh, and, and yeah, those, those early times in Chikara, I, I didn't experience them firsthand, but it's, it's fun to always come across them, like whether it's on YouTube, uh, and seeing some of the young forms of all the people you know, like a extremely young, wild haired Icarus is always fun to always yeah. look back at and a very colorful. Uh, a, a, a less Ultramantis. tattooed Ultramantis. Yes, yes Ultramantis, yes. not Ultramantis Black. Ultramantis. No, just straight up Ultramantis. Yeah, I, I mean, if you if you think yeah. of a band you like, like when they were in their formative years, you know, the first the first three or four years, maybe the first two albums doesn't quite sound like what you know now is that band. It, it takes a takes a little bit to to hit that stride, but now that we got our stride, we're not gonna let anyone break it. We're not gonna let anyone hold us uh, down. I, I, I've noticed a lot of what you're describing is what the the early years of Chikara was with uh, the wrestling is promotions. There, uh, I've said so many times on this show that a lot of what wrestling is has done recently very much reminds me because I've seen so much of this uh, of the early years of Chikara. Uh, and and yeah. I'm wondering if if you see that parallel or if that was something that's maybe by design. But but there's definitely a lot of the the early Chikara in wrestling is. Yeah, I, I don't think that's maybe by purpose design, but I can see how it just kind of happened organically. Uh, you know, uh, basic basic shorter matches, uh, basic uh, a lot of basic characters, not a lot of intrinsic storylines. Very very developed at children at kids, um, especially wrestling is fun, which is the last one that's around. Um, is 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 that way? There's just it's grown to a case of being, you know, too many characters and a lot of guys really get great use of, of ring time, time in front of a crowd and that sort of stuff in the uh, wrestling news network, I guess, so to speak, you could say. But, uh, yes, now that you mentioned, I, I do, I could see early years of Shikara within uh, that, that parallel to uh, wrestling is fun. But it's, it's nicer now knowing what we know now and knowing what we know you know, what may work and what may not work, and, and applying that to wrestling as fun is already ahead of the curve of early Chikara. Yeah, definitely. Er, early like, Chikara uh, did he, not have the Estonian Thunderfrog, I will say that It much. did not. It did not. I, I'm not sure I want to live in a world without an Estonian Thunderfrog anymore. I can't imagine one. I don't, I don't wish to. It's, an, uh, it's, an, it's a sad world. It's a, it's a yes. disparate world. It's a world yes. that shouldn't exist anymore, and no, I'm glad it and, does. Uh, the, the, the Latvian Proudoke, who is my six-year-old nephew's favorite wrestler. Yes. Your, your six-year-old nephew has awesome taste. Yeah. Big fan, yes. big fan of the, big fan of the uh, Baltic Sea as a whole. You yes. definitely get some cool uncle points for that one. Oh, yeah. You're, yes. you, you're absolutely right. He got a, he got an Antonio Cesaro and Daniel Bryan figure for Christmas. He thinks I'm the coolest. Yes. Uh, it's, it's, it's fantastic to, to think of like, Looking at where it's come to this uh, era of Chikara and how much it's grown uh, with the multiple storylines and the multiple uh, it, 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 the complex kind of you know tendrils that have been created and kind of this really cool world. Uh, how, how, how could you even have imagined like the, the Chikara now when you were back then? Like what you built uh, to, now? to the idea. Oh, I think what Petey's trying to say is that uh, would you have imagined that when Chikara was in its formation, would you have imagined that a Chikara pro wrestling show would have completely sold out before even a match was announced? Would you have ever imagined that day would have come? 
No, no, it, it's hard to imagine that, especially, you know, like, if you, if you see a friend once every three years, you can really notice that they've, like, say they've lost weight or they've grown their hair out. It's easy to see that because you don't see them every day. But kind of because I see Chikara every day, it's hard to, like, put my finger on its growth because, I mean, obviously you can look back and acknowledge it, but, but it, it was just one little thing, one little thing, one little thing as I was through it. But, like, after this break now, to look back and see, like, you, like you're saying about, you know, the, the return show selling out so fast and what a crazy reaction there's been, like, it's really the, the, the first kind of chance that I think a lot of us have had to really drink it in and appreciate that uh, Chikara means as much to a lot of other people that it, as it means to us, which is pretty cool. It's a, it's a really good feeling, and it, you know doesn't feel like if we were doing this in empty rooms and in crowds of two, it would not be as exciting and it would probably shut down a long time ago. So, I mean, the fans are as much a part of Shakara as, uh, as the, the guys in the locker room, obviously, and, you know, the, all kinds of exciting crowd participation times we've seen in, in Chikara events, definitely a big part of the show, uh, much to the ice cream chagrin. They've been, they've been pinned by children all over the country. I'm afraid. Yeah, I, well, I, Chikara has, always has a special place in my heart. Just in the, it, it just is the promotion that everything in my indie wrestling fandom centers around. It's my, it's my center. It's my nucleus. Like it's the one show at WrestleCon that I specifically bought second row seats to, uh, and I made sure to to attend and be there like on time and early and sat down in my seat and got excited for. Uh, and it, it's the 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 promotion that I love the most. Uh, and Thank just you. while Thank we're just work. while we're just while we're gushing over Chikara for a minute, and I assure you, when it comes back to Detroit in June, I will do just the same. Uh, this was That's a right. conversation June, uh, that June twenty second at the Majestic Theater. Tell your friends that it's on you now if it doesn't sell out. I I, no I will be Detroit. No I am Detroit's Chikara evangelist. You you better right. believe it because I I All actually right. said to you one time at the Taylortown Trade Center. Chikara is what made me fall in love with wrestling all over again. Uh, but uh, I will say, uh, just to wrap this up, uh, we're going to steal shamelessly from Mr. James Lipton yes. and play a little game called Inside the Referee Studio with one Bryce Remsburg. A uh, series Ooh, of yes. questions. You have, lot, you have a giant pile of yes. blue cards in front of you like James Lipton does? Uh, Indeed I yes, do. I, I knocked them over. So, Petey? Yes. Uh, take it away. Right, so I decided I decided to take the the idea that uh, you know if you ever decided to fully dive into uh, being a, uh, somebody who is a good comedic actor, I believe that you will be a great success just because you're a funny guy, and I believe that you will one day be sitting across from one James Lipton, uh, partially because I think he's immortal and a demon, uh, and that assertion is purely based on his slight resemblance to James Mitchell. Um, yeah. I think that's fair. But I feel like when you look into when you look into James Lipton's eyes, it's, it's it's fair to assume that no one's really in there. Yes. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and ask you the questions that, of course, okay. get asked every time on Inside the Actor Studios, and we will start right now. All right. So number okay. one, what is your favorite word? My favorite word, uh, dude. I say dude way too much. Yes. <laughs> Good answer. Uh, what is your least favorite word? My least favorite word uh, is actually horny. I actually despise that word. It really bothers I'm me. I'm right me, there it, with you. It, it makes me cringe, and I it, it bugs me because it's, 
it's only as popular as it is because there's no real alternative. Like, every kind of weird yeah. sex thing there's four words for, but horny is, like, kind of the, the front runner. Like, there's a couple very yeah. far less popular ones, but whenever someone says horny, it, just, ugh, it makes my skin crawl. I, yeah. I agree All right, 100%. So what, in in, 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 uh, in uh, connection to that, what turns you on? What turns me on? Uh, um, you want a real answer? No. Uh, this, 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 this took an unexpected turn. Uh, I, I would say a, uh, uh, a shamrock shake from McDonald's really turns me on. That's a good just, answer. Just saying it. Just saying it right now, man. Ooh. Yeah, that's a good answer. I, 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 I approve. Uh, what turns you off? Uh, what turns me off? Um, Unnecessary vulgarity turns me off, ah. uh, and that includes that includes bodily functions and uh, uh, four-letter words and just you know kind of the, those things being where they don't need to be. And not just in wrestling, in any life. I mean, you know, like the guy at my work that kind of makes racist comments sometimes, but stuff like that. And just you know, I yeah. feel like uh, a little bit of manners goes a long way in, in people's vernacular. Yeah. All right. So, what sound or noise do you love? Uh, what sound or noise do I love? Um, I, a, a, a good old fashioned holy poop chant. How about that? Hmm. Sounds good. I like it. Uh, what sound? What sound or noise do you hate? Um, the uh, the most annoying sound in the world from Dumb and Dumber that uh, uh, Lloyd does to show Harry what the most annoying that is that is the most annoying sound in the world possibly defeats nails on a chalkboard for me. Yes. Uh, uh, here's uh, you know, an answer. What turned you off? Uh, what is your favorite curse word? My favorite curse you can word. Make up if you want. Is is douchebag a curse word? Uh, I'll I'll allow it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I I think there's 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 some Bryce. there's some uh, I, I will say, Bryce, power in calling someone a douchebag. Uh, I was going to say you, you are free to work a bit blue on this podcast. You, uh, we are not necessarily. Uh, we like to think of ourselves as PG seventeen. So, if you were going okay. to pick another okay. word, it would have been fine. No, I think I I, 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 I appreciate the power of douchebag, like and and I'm trying to. I think that uh, in the right situations, obviously not at a Chikara event or where the kids are at. Uh, I think the, the the power of the middle finger is is losing, and we need to bring the middle finger back and use it more. A good old fashioned yes. like hard flip off, like when when appropriate. I think we got we got we got to bring it. We got to take it back. Or maybe the maybe the back the the reverse V if you're if you're in the UK, you know, bring that a yeah, little bit. Yeah, the the, the, the pizza right. peace sign, sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? What profession other than my own do I what? Would you like to attempt? Oh, um, I'd like to be a monster truck driver. I think that I uh, so many of those things are not my skill set, but I think it'd be really cool to, uh, especially because I went to monster truck gym and realized it was work, and now I really want to be a monster truck driver. Just, just be honest. You just want to. You just want to meet Medusa, right? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, clearly, you 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 found me out. Also, maybe a member of the Blue Man Group. Yes. Uh, what profession would you not like to do? Um, I would not like to be a UFC fighter, ever. Ah, fair enough. Fair enough. 
Um, all right. And I would last tap out before least. I got in the octagon. Yes. <laughs> uh, last I would have, you know, like that, that rule that like SD Jones, King Kong Bundy, shortest match in WWF history. I would have the shortest fight in UFC history. I would, I would, I would submit immediately. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even change clothes. I would just get in an octagon, like I'm done, and then that'd be it. Yes. They'd have to refund uh, pay per views. It'd be a mess. I'm out. Yes. Uh, all right. Last but not least, if heaven exists, who would, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Oh man. <laughs> Uh, I think that if, if heaven exists and I would want God to say the pearly gates, I want him to say, hey, YOLO, right? Because <laughs> it, be, it would be appropriate if I were going to heaven. You know, he'd say, you only live once. So yeah, man, all right. And then maybe we pound it out and uh, take a seat. Nice. Uh, all right. Congratulations, Bryce Revsberg. You have correctly survived inside the referee studio. And thank you so much for joining us on the Fanny Pack Wrestling Podcast. And please, tell us where else we can find you online. Everything else that you're doing. Please, Bryce Rensberg. Oh, uh, my goodness. The floor is I, yours to I, plug whatever you may like. Uh, I, I, uh, I Twitter at, at the Bryce is right uh, because a woman has the Bryce is right, and she, I won't give it up. And I harassed her a couple times, and she blocked me. So I'm the Bryce is right. I've come, uh, I've come to terms with my street cred. And... Uh, I love interacting with fans on there and whatnot and talking about wrestling and life and what have you. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot of uh, cool stuff coming up tonight, the Dragon Gate and heading to New Orleans. I'm headed to Los Angeles, actually, this coming Saturday with uh, Chuck Taylor and Ohio Dolly Scream. We're going to do some uh, wrestling-style sketch comedy at the UCB Theater in L.A. It's kind of like the, the confluence of my, of my interests. It's uh, like my, my Venn diagram comes to life, which I'm really excited about. And... Um, from there, I headed to New Orleans for a few days at the beginning of April, and then it'll be about time to get ready for uh, Old Chicago to come back. Uh, you know, support your local indie wrestling. Go out and see a show. Go out and support. At least just go once and give it a shot. And uh, tell a friend and bring them. This is definitely a, a brick-by-brick brick wall we're building, and uh, we need all the bricks we can get to make the best wall possible. So, uh, and, uh, Obviously, we'll check out Chicago when it comes back in May, and uh, Chicago, Detroit in June, and uh, much, much more to come on that on the schedule for uh, 2014. Mm-hmm. Fantastic, Bryce Rensberg. Thank you so, so much. Petey Rave, feel free to take it home. Yeah. So, of course, uh, you can find uh, the two of us, uh, DJM. You can find him on Twitter at Just Call Me DJM. Be sure to go to DeltaJuliaMike.com for uh, the shows he does on his own, uh, including uh, Shooting the Shit with Two Nerdy Black Guys and the Nanashi Anime Podcast. Uh, you can follow me at PD Rave, PD is in Williams, Rave is in Jimmy, all in one word, uh, everywhere on the internet. Uh, you can follow the show at FannyPackWP. Uh, you can check out all of our past episodes at fannypackwrestling.com. Uh, I'm going to assume a lot of people, you, a lot of you listening have never heard another episode of this podcast. Uh, just so you know, if you like to hear, uh, casual fans' opinions about indie wrestling, go ahead and check out all of our other episodes. Uh, we, we are to- indie wrestling evangelists, sharing it two fans yes. at a time. Yeah, we try to uh, share the well, you know, share the, the world of indie wrestling, and and also maybe uh, get a little perspective in return. Uh, so check out all of our uh, other episodes at fannypackwrestling.com. Uh, check out rebelli.net if you happen. We have Kelly Juku if you like K-pop. We have Record Breakers, a f- fun uh, record review show. Uh, it's kind of a virtual lunch table. Uh, where we share music with each other. It's really fun. Uh, but you can check out all that at Um uh, 
Check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, all over the place. Uh, but until next time, hasta los huevos. Go support indie wrestling. If you're in Detroit, I recommend Clash. <laughs>